Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It is 10.03 here on SENZ in the mornings and the opening round of Super Rugby Pacific is in the books with the Chiefs and the Crusaders coming out on top. They were the favourites and they duly obliged. Uh, there was some good rugby on show for the middle of February, and to have a look at the games is Sky Sports' voice of rugby, Grant Nisbet. Uh, th- some things never change, and that's always the case uh, with Nisbo. Good morning to you, mate. G'day, Smithy. All right there, I was just looking at the... Uh, I don't know if you're running your, your, uh, your vision over this, but we're 3-0 down in the women's uh, football match, um, and we've conceded three own goals by the same girl. Uh, they've just... I've just taken her off, unfortunately, Michaela Moore, and uh, she's absolutely inconsolable on the bench. It's uh, The Americans love pointing the bone in terms of their television coverage, I can tell you that. But let's get on to uh, uh, the the rugby for the weekend, mate. The Crusaders started uh, as favourites. Uh, uh, they conceded some late tries, but w- what did you make of their performance uh, over the Hurricanes? Oh, look, I think they were probably about uh, 85%, 90%, Smithy. Um, it was a terrific game of rugby. There's a lot of great skill on, on show, under the roof, of course, so uh, elements didn't come into it. Um, I think both teams will take some positives out of the game. I mean, obviously, winning is a big plus for the Crusaders, but they'll be concerned about their penalty count. I think it was twice as many as what the, Hur- uh, the Hurricanes had. And the fact that they let in four tries and they uh, could potentially have let in another three that weren't given... Uh, I think probably rightly they weren't given, but, uh, you know, the Hurricanes were able to breach their defence on any number of occasions. But they were very clinical, as we expect that they would be. When the opportunity arose, they were generally taken. And uh, so I think they'll be pretty happy, the Crusaders. And I think equally, the Hurricanes, even though they lost, will be reasonably happy with their performance too. Yeah, they did. Uh, They came back well uh, towards the end. I must have watched, I was sort of watching bits of it um, on my phone and all of a sudden I, I'd almost given up and then I, I came back and someone said, what's the score? And the Hurricanes had come back very nicely towards the end. Let's look at a couple of uh, performances individually. Uh, at the young, two young first fives on show, uh, Fergus Burke and Reuben Love. Yeah, both played really well. Um, I think uh, if you're behind a dominant forward pack, you're always going to look slightly better. And I think uh, Fergus Burke is is potentially a player for the future. We've seen him come through the MPC, of course. And with Richie Moonga not available just at the moment, um, he was the only other option, really. And I think uh, I think he play. He can be very happy with his performance. Ruben Love also. Uh, they've, they've invested a fair bit in this uh, young guy because, um, you know, they've been 
really lacking in that number 10 area for a wee while. And um, he shows a lot of potential as well. So, I mean, these are guys of the future. There's no doubt about that. The Bowden Barretts and the Richie Moangas are the, are the players of the, of the present. But we need to look at uh, our number 10s coming through. And, you know, a lot of people say we don't have much depth. But I think we saw two players on display there who could, in the future, have some, um, you know, have some bearing on maybe the black jersey. Geordie Barrett and Will Jordan, I mean, uh, undoubted two world-class footballers, uh, uh, turned in pretty good performances fresh up. Oh, look, they did, both of them. Uh, Jordan was outstanding while he was there on the field. Uh, Whenever he got the ball, he was an absolute danger, and he created any number of opportunities for the Crusaders, and he looked to be in fantastic nick. He didn't play the whole game, whereas Geordie Barrett did, and he was just amazing as well. He was very, very physical, and um, he really looked as though he was on a mission. So there were two players who uh, came off the end of the year tour um, and have really fired up to the start of uh, Super Rugby. So it was great to see, really. Fine Ganuku, Lester Fine Ganuku. I mean, undoubted player, um, of course, a terrific player for, for Tasman as well. But uh, a hat-trick for him. Uh, just adding a, a little bit, I suppose, if the All Black selectors are taking notice this early in the competition, a little bit more to the puzzle? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's an embarrassment of riches around when you think about it. You know, we haven't seen Caleb Clark have a go yet, and he's a he's an All Black, um, of course, who didn't play last year, opted for the seven. So, um, And you've got the incumbent players there as well. So, Fying yeah, Anuku, I know my uh, good friend and colleague, uh, Justin Marshall, felt that maybe the All Black selectors should have looked at him for end-of-year tour, uh, which which they didn't, but he certainly played well in the provincial championship. He was terrific in Super Rugby last year, and he's come back bigger and better and stronger. And, um, you know, he's he's powerful, he's fast. You can't ask for much more, and three tries was a great reward for him. And he carries on the way he's playing. He is certainly going to challenge for an all-black jersey. Pablo Montero, a lot of interest there. Pablo Montero uh, coming in, uh, the Pumas flanker, of course, world uh, world renowned footballer. Uh, his uh, his performance uh, on debut for the Crusaders. Yeah, look, he was pretty solid. I think he was very good on defence. I uh, didn't see a lot of him in an attacking sense, you know, running with the ball. But um, I think they'd be pretty happy. Uh, you know, I, I guess he was almost overwhelmed, really, because I was sort of reading the paper. I think it was this morning. You know, he's always sort of watched um, Super Rugby, watched rugby in New Zealand, and now to be playing with some of those guys that he's probably admired from afar for a long time uh, might have been a little bit overwhelming. But, look, he'll get into the groove pretty quickly. I thought he, I thought he made a very good contribution. And uh, as we know, when the, when the Pumas beat the All Blacks a couple of years ago in Sydney, he showed just what a world-class player he is, and I think that'll, that'll come through. Nisbo, the officiating of, of that game was uh, of interest to me. We spoke to Bryce Lawrence and said he, he intimated to us that the TMO was going to stay out of it um, on pretty much everything except for tries. And um, uh, But, but uh, tell us a wee bit about uh, the Ardi Savia try being ruled out because they found a marginal knock-on. Uh, what, did, what did you make of, of that ruling? Well, uh, it wasn't clear-cut to me there was a knock-on. I mean, I... And I, I don't think it was all that clear-cut on TV whether it was a knock-on either. Um, but there was a call that I think came from the TMO. Uh, it, well, it probably wasn't picked up by the referee at the time. 
they went an awful long way back, didn't they, really? But I, I think at the end of the day, Smith, you still want to get these decisions right, don't you? I, I think, um, you know, there were, there were several instances there where a try was awarded. I think um, Omua's try was awarded. But when they went back and discovered that he had actually had a knee down and then uh, had retained possession, I think that was a fair call. So, look, I wasn't too upset. Um, in some games, you don't, you don't refer to the TMO at all. And in other games, you go there half a dozen times and it feels like you're wasting a lot of time. So I think you're going to take the good with the bad. But the bottom line is that we need to get these decisions right. And I think you could argue that uh, Ben May didn't knock the ball on and Ben May would probably say he never got his hand anywhere near it. But you could argue that. But I think in the other two instances that going to the TMO was the right thing to do. OK, uh, let's, uh, that's, uh, that game out of the way. Uh, a little bit earlier was uh, the Chiefs and the Highlanders. Uh, this, of course, uh, back in Queenstown during the day. Uh, what did you make of uh, the Chiefs' performance? Oh, I thought they were pretty good. And I think the Chiefs are a team to watch this year without any doubt because they've got undoubted depth. I was just looking at some of the blokes who are roaming the touchlines uh, down there in Queenstown who weren't even asked to uh, put the playing kit on this week. Guys like Anton Leonard-Brown and one or two others. And I think they've got enormous depth um, just like most of the New Zealand squads, but uh, they just seem perhaps to have a little bit more. They were quite dominant in the first half in Queenstown. They led 18-6, to 6, possibly should have led by more than that. Highlanders came back okay in the second half, but I just had the feeling that they were never really going to be able to win the game. But, um, you know, 26, I uh, think 16, a 10-point margin. So both teams will take positives, but obviously the Chiefs will take more because they won the game. They tell me you're a Brody Retallick enormous first up. He was. Yeah, look, he was terrific. I think he'd be the first to admit that when he came back from Japan that he suddenly found uh, stepping into an all-black jersey uh, wasn't quite so easy just to step up in class. But I get the feeling he's worked really hard in the off-season. And um, just one little touch that you very rarely ever see from a middle rower when he was able to set up the try that was scored by Narawa was just absolute class. Very few other lock forwards in world rugby would be able to do that. And he's just got quality all over him. And I think we're going to see a very good season out of Brodie Retallick. Only really Richie Moonga of the superstar bracket, I think, that uh, really wasn't that, that apparent. There were some that didn't play, but there's some certainly uh, who are intending to play very early on in the competition. Uh, but it's a, a little bit different to uh, previous seasons, do you think? Uh, there is just a little bit of urgency about the players themselves uh, wanting to get involved early this year. Well, I think that's true, Smithy. I think a fair few of them have got a fair bit to prove after the end-of-year tour. Um, those two losses to Ireland and France showed some deficiencies in the All Black setup, and players will be aware of that, and some of them didn't exactly cover themselves in glory, and I think... They couldn't wait to get back, get their, um, you know, super rugby jerseys on and try and prove otherwise. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that is absolutely the case. And those who didn't play will be itching to have a crack, I'm sure. Um, managed minutes, as we know, the guys were coming and going at fairly regular intervals. And uh, we saw it in Queenstown. We saw it in Dunedin. But um, those blokes who are established All Blacks, etc., etc., have a lot to prove this year because this is one year out from the Rugby World Cup and this is the moving year, if you like. This is when Foster and company have really got to uh, cement 
some of the places in this All Black team because it's too late this time next year. And um, so these players really want to get out there and prove themselves. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, we've, we've spoken, I know you and I have had a conversation with a couple of uh, selectors over the years that really they're more interested in the tail end of Super Rugby because uh, they just want their players, they're not too concerned about form, they want their players to be fit and ready when they come into camp, etc., when they can get their hands on them. I'm not sure uh, this year if that's the case, uh, or it can be the case. I don't think there should be as many guarantees uh, as perhaps you just hinted on it there, but Ian Foster, for me, his piece of paper should be a little bit cleaner than normally. Yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. And, um, you know, this is the year that um, you know, blokes we've almost forgotten about, you know, the Caleb Clarks of this world, uh, can really make a big move. Um, as I said before, some of the players didn't exactly do themselves any favours on that end-of-year tour, and they'll be very keen to, um, to rectify that. And equally, players who didn't make the end-of-year tour will be sitting back thinking, well, I've got a bit of a chance here. So I think you're right. I think Ian Foster and company uh, will be watching right through Super Rugby. It won't be so much at the end of it. It'll be the campaign, which is pretty arduous, let's be honest about it. Eight out of 10 teams, eight out of 12 teams are going to qualify. So just about all the New Zealand, well, certainly all of the New Zealand teams on the evidence of what I saw, should be able to qualify. Um, So there's plenty at stake for sure. Okay, let's uh, just pop across the Tasman ever so briefly. Uh, Favourites getting up over there. What did uh, what did you see from uh, Fiji and Drua in particular? Uh, beaten by the Waratahs, who have been pretty woeful lately. Uh, what have you ma- What yeah. have you made of those those uh, particular those matchups? Yeah, um, look, the Waratahs did enough to win. Um, I think I think in Drua, obviously, we're going to be struggling in their opening game and. Yeah, they were they were okay, and I, they'll get better for sure. They'll get better. Um, Waratahs uh, under a new coach, etc. Look as though they um, have found a little bit of mojo, and you know that we all know that they didn't win a damn game last year. Uh, they kept uh, quoting the number of days it had been since the Waratahs had last won a game. So let's wait until they they play somebody half decent. Um, the other two games were uh, interesting. It was it was pretty difficult in in Brisbane. The Reds won. It was a fairly doer sort of a game over over the Rebels, uh, but conditions were not that easy. But they looked to be a really well drilled team, the Reds. And if I was uh, if I was looking at the Australian Conference at the moment, I'd say they're the team to beat. Even though the Brumbies did sneak a win yesterday afternoon. Rather fortuitously, really. I mean, the Western Force had them. They scored a try with two minutes to go and then made silly fundamental error of booting the ball down the middle of the park. And uh, the Brumbies came back and won the game. But the Brumbies weren't that impressive. But I think the contrast between what we saw here and what we saw in Australia was fairly marksmithy. And it uh, was pretty much what we saw last year, that the New Zealand teams just looked to be playing the game with more skill and more pace. Status quo then, Nisbo heading into this weekend, uh, Crusaders, Highlanders, uh, Blues, Hurricanes. Uh, so that, that'll be good to, to get the Blues on deck. Really looking forward to seeing what they've come up with. A lot of people talking about them this year. Yep, yeah, they are, absolutely. And um, I think most people were saying at the start of the season that they put them in there as, uh, as favourites along with the Crusaders to actually win this thing. But so far we haven't been able to see them. Obviously their match against Moana Pacifica 
was um, was postponed this week, so they didn't get the opportunity. Yeah, this is a Sunday afternoon game in in Queenstown, so it should be fantastic. Really, a, a really good matchup because I say the the Hurricanes will get better for sure. The Blues will be a little bit nervous because they haven't got much to go on yet, other than a couple of preseason games. So that should be terrific. Um, and the other one too is uh, now this is always a great derby, even though the Highlanders would have been disappointed with their performance. Um, they just love playing the Crusaders. So a couple of really mouth-watering games. Yeah, and the other one, um, we don't quite know whether it'll take place because of COVID, etc. What a nightmare it's been for Moana Pacifica. They were whopped by the Chiefs 61-7 uh, in their build-up. Um, I, I, I'm, re- I'm looking forward to watching them play, but I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried about with everything that's gone on around their camp, if they can be at all competitive. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 hard to know, isn't it? I, I did watch that preseason game, and um, look, they they they, they the, I think the score flattered the Chiefs. To be honest with you, um, there were some really good patches there, but the disruption. You're quite right. I mean, when you have a few guys going down with COVID, it it, it obviously affects the whole party without any any doubt. Not just the players who had it, but you know, their ability to train and all the rest of it. And the very fact that they're a new franchise makes it really, really difficult. Let's hope they can play this week and uh, and get the show on the road and get that first game out of the road. But really, what I saw from the Chiefs, I think they are major contenders for this title. And, uh, you know, they should be too good. OK, Nisbo, thanks very much for that uh, comprehensive uh, review of... Uh uh, the weekend's rugby. Um, look forward to catching up with you uh, some stage shortly. Good on you, Smithy. Cheers, mate.